This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practicing XP. Uh, we're continuing our series on test driven development. Uh, we've talked about the importance of unit tests um, and we've talked about the fact that unit tests need to be written simultaneously as you're writing uh, code you can't leave it for later. Now that's fair that it has to be written simultaneously. In this episode then we want to argue that nothing is really done simultaneously within so you can do it very frequently and swap between writing code and writing tests quite frequently but still you will have to decide which one to do first and that's what we want to argue about in this episode right uh, so natural way for a lot of developers um is to write code first right to write the functionality to build the functionality uh, that i'm supposed to build and then to test it and so let's see how that will play out uh, and this is a simple scenario of you know i uh, what i'm doing is i'm building a ticketing platform and so uh, at some point given some search parameters you see a list of tickets and what i need to do now is sort this list by the cheapest tickets so it's a simple enough piece of functionality uh, what i'm going to do is uh, write a function that will take a list of tickets and that will sort it right and give a sorted list back uh, and so let's say that i take whatever 10 15 minutes to write uh, all the uh, write all the code that will do this work uh, and now what i will need to do is uh, i can't start writing tests directly right because first i'll need to make sure that whatever i've done actually works and so i have Uh, made some assumptions about okay so if i give this functional list uh, of 10 tickets then i'll get a sorted list back so i'll have to test that out i'll have to give input to that function in some way uh, and give it a list of uh, uh, 10 tickets that have different prices um, maybe a couple of them with same price and see you know how that comes back whether there's a second level sort that needs to happen by name or by something else um Uh, what happens if it's a very long list does it take time uh, is that going to be performant enough so all of these things uh, all of these different scenarios um, what if i just have one one uh, ticket in the list mm. uh, does that create a problem does it throw uh, an error uh, so all of these things uh, will have to be tested um, for me to feel confident that the code that i have written is actually working and so i'll end up doing all of these things manually feel comfortable about the code and then i'll say okay now this code is good enough to go into the repository and before putting it into the repository i'll write a bunch of tests to ensure that all of these scenarios work so that's uh, that's a way in which a lot of developers uh, function uh, and uh, and that's fair uh, but there are some problems with that way of working and so let's look at those problems yeah the uh, the the problem of course is continue, is similar to what we've been talking about in the previous episode that uh, basically while you are 
uh, encoding all of these different scenarios in your code you are uh, not getting uh, any benefits from the automated testing you are you you needing to do that manual testing step multiple times during this 15 20 minutes or or at least towards the end you're needing to do those assertions manually you'll have to write some main method or you'll have to like you know fire up the ui enter you know some ticket numbers and, and names and then manually verify whether it gave you the right results that you were expecting and so <clears throat> that is uh, that is that is needless effort and uh, what if you uh, what if you swapped the sequence and let's see what it would do if you swapped the sequence and said let me first write tests and then i will write the code uh, what would happen so so uh, my the promise is that if you did write all the tests first these three or four variations actually that you talked about if you wrote those tests first and then started to to code it then when you feel like you are done you don't have to manually test it you you could just run the test and then you will know whether you are done um, and that would save your manual testing effort it would save time and also save just the hassle of doing it manually so so that's the that's the promise uh, of of trying to do tests first right and that's quite a big promise actually because uh, you have to do a lot of uh, yak shaving uh, let's say to manually test small units of work uh, and so sometimes the ui for that feature might not be available at all because you're writing something really small and so you'll have to find alternate ways of doing uh, all of these things uh, and that's just wasted time uh, which you could save by writing the test first like uh, chirag is saying now uh, do you write all all these tests first because it I, i mean i can imagine that it sometimes could be a big feature with like 10 yeah. 12 scenarios that i need yeah. to test and what is the granularity right so you could say that you know do i write three of these tests first or 10 of these tests or 20 like you know what is the right so if you say write tests first if it's in plural then it's another decision to make about you know when what is a chunk of tests that you will write and so i feel what is what is the simplest thing to do is to write one test hmm which covers one scenario that i want to that i know very clearly that the system needs to have that capability and so you write one test which which covers one scenario and say now let me write code that will pass that test uh, and and one, and so once you write code you don't need to you don't need to guess whether it's done or not you don't need to waste any manual effort to know whether you're done or not you could just run the test that you just wrote and if it's green then you're done if it's red then you're not done you look at it again and and you know maybe you missed out something and then you fix that you you know you you feel you have fixed that you don't even know whether you you fixed that but then you run the test and that tells you whether you did fix it and so if you fixed it great now you say okay what is the next scenario that i care about you know in this functionality write a test for it and then write some code and then write some tests so what that type of cycle the the what it does is of course it eliminates the need for manual testing but it creates other big benefits the biggest benefit is that it starts creating very clean boundaries for the work that you're doing it breaks breaks down the work that needs to be done in very very small chunks and that uh, that is very powerful 
Yeah, so it basically, uh, it it is an easy answer to the question of what is a unit. All right, when you say unit testing, what are you actually calling a logical unit? Uh, because otherwise you'll have to make that decision manually. Uh, and uh, like I said, so that could then uh, uh, raise multiple, like you don't know where the boundaries are and you don't know if you've covered all the scenarios that are supposed to be covered in this unit or not. Uh, so, uh, so instead of that, writing those tests first or writing the uh, one test first, one scenario first, and then coding for that particular scenario, just makes it very simple. And so you don't have to spend much time thinking about whether you're doing the right thing or not. Uh, it also ensures testability because you are writing test uh, first. And so you're, you're designing from the point of view of testability uh, as well. Uh, and that uh, helps in, uh, you know, not sometimes you write a piece of code and then you find out that, hey, this is not testable. And so you'll have to do, uh, you'll have to refactor it in some way to make sure that it can actually be tested. Uh, and so that's also wasted effort, uh, which you would save if you write the test for first. Yeah, and the other thing it uh, it does, it, it guarantees that all scenarios are covered. Often, you know, writing tests later, and even if the later is only like in, in 15 or 30 minute chunks that you've written some code, now you want to write tests. It becomes uh, a significant effort to be sure that you're covering all the scenarios that you have coded for. And you could remember like 80% of them, but then, you know, 10 or 20% of them, you, you might often need to re read the code again to be sure that all the scenarios are covered. That's that's the experience when you try to do it, uh, do it after you've coded. But with this... Uh, approach of writing a, a test that covers one scenario and then writing code for it and then writing another test for the uh, for the next scenario and then writing code for it what it does it is just by definition guarantees that all the scenarios will be covered because you're not, not writing any code that does not uh, directly uh, attack the scenario that you've just identified so, alright yeah, so that's that's the case uh, we make. That's how we make the case for writing tests first, writing unit tests first. Um, and uh, that creates a, a lot of benefits. We've talked about some of, some of these benefits um, here. In the next episode, we will elaborate on this, this practice of writing tests first, also called as test-first development or test-driven development. Uh, it creates a bunch of benefits across multiple dimensions that you care about and so in the next episode we'll talk about all of those benefits and how it creates that all right see you in the next episode then bye bye